Welcome to Expanding Nutrition, where we transform and empower your relationship with food. I'm your host, Francesca Meffert, health and life coach. And here we dive deep on all things causing the food struggle to finally make you feel knowledgeable and empowered so that you can live your best life. As a disclaimer, please remember this podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be the best fit for you and your personal situation. It shall not be construed as medical advice. The information and education provided here is not intended or implied to supplement or replace professional medical treatment, advice, and or diagnosis. Always check with your own physician or medical professional before trying or implementing any information here. Now let's get to the show. Hello, everybody. It has been a hot minute since I recorded a podcast and I feel a little out of practice, but I already made an outline of everything I want to talk about today, which I think is so important because I have a renewed enthusiasm and determination to work in this area because since I recorded my last podcasts, I've actually done even more work in this area to the point where I feel so dialed in to the thoughts, the feelings, the actions that drive our habits and our results and how to fix those because it's truly something that originates in our mind. And in this episode, you will see exactly that. So I'm just going to dive right in because I'm so excited to share all this with you. And I think it will really help you recognize why this has been a struggle for you and what you need to do to overcome it. Because there is so much misinformation in this area. In fact, I should say, since you may or may not have heard me last, I am currently a master's student in applied nutrition, working towards becoming a registered dietitian. And even doing all of the work, I'm halfway through the program of this two-year degree, and even doing all the work currently, I still see issues around this area based on what I have been learning, both in my curriculum and the healthcare field and in society. And that's why I wanted to come record this episode to help you understand why it is such a struggle and why it is not your fault. Because I think that we have the tendency to blame ourselves in this area and that is not constructive. And so understanding where this is coming from is I think the pivotal first step in learning how to overcome it. Amazing. So let's get started. So why are you still struggling with food? Isn't this the golden question? Well, I've broken it down into four main areas. In fact, there might be more than this, but these are the overarching themes that I thought of. The first one is purely from imagine yourself as a baby being raised through like your family and friends over the years, where we currently are in society, as much as God bless our mothers and our grandmothers, but maybe this resonates with you. If you didn't experience this, wow, good. That's amazing for you. But many times we are little sponges when we are young. And so if our mother or a grandmother, or it doesn't necessarily have to be a female character in our lives, but most often it is, is what I've noticed. When they are struggling with food and their body, or even if they say something 
negative about even themselves or perhaps you when you were younger, or maybe it wasn't intentionally negative, but you perceived it as negative, such as, oh, you're overweight. We need to put you on a diet. And they're doing it out of what they view as kind and love and wanting the best for you. That it might be coming from a very genuine place, but being raised in that situation with family or friends where there's that perceived negativity around food or your body where you, you maybe need to lose weight or something's wrong with your body, it starts to bring into focus that food is the problem. Uh, and not only food, but also your body in relation to it, which is why they're so intrinsically linked. So that is the first one. And I want you to think about a time that you maybe saw a family member or a friend saw slash heard one of these individuals in your life say something negative about their body. I can definitely think of a time. I will give you an example. And I might have shared this one already on the podcast, but a person in my life, (laughs) I remember when I was younger and this was still when I was in middle school, she said something about how when she was younger that she was concerned that if she got a boyfriend and he put his arm around her waist, that he would touch her fat and she would be mortified. And this was something she was saying regarding herself, but clearly this is still stuck in my brain where at such a young age, I started viewing bodies in larger bodies as being negative. And if you've ever heard the saying, beauty is pain, that might not necessarily relate to food and body. Well, I mean, if my mom was trying to, you know, comb a knot out of my hair, it would be something like that. But this growing up in a society where our parents and grandparents maybe perpetuated the idea that our value comes from being skinny and beautiful, which I think feeds perfectly into my next point of society, which is that Society in general has failed us because over the years, it has become so obsessed with thinness, with fitness, and a phobia of gaining weight and larger bodies that in itself is unhealthy because it perpetuates the shame and guilt, which then many individuals eat out of and causes that cycle. And this obsession with thin fitness, as well as the diet culture that is also linked to that, is a huge problem because of all the fad diets over the years and how those are just detrimental to the psyche because of often how restrictive they are. And even if it is not something restrictive, it really comes down to what you are thinking when you are implementing an action. And that is the crux of my thesis, I suppose, in this episode, which will be the recurring theme you'll notice in the rest of my other episodes. But There's what we think, there's what we feel, and then there's what we do, the action, the result, the outcome. And so much of everything that we are raised in society and the environment that we're raised in is all about the result and the outcome, which is being thin, beautiful, fit, having a supposedly effortless relationship with food where you're able to eat everything you want and still stay thin, which just to completely contradict each other just by natural laws of nature because of energy balances. But back to the point of 
society being obsessed with thinness, fitness, and diet culture, fad diets that cause feelings of restriction and then shame and guilt. And both of these combined perpetuate the idea that food is both the problem and the solution, which is very difficult to understand like how that fits together. And my, my uh, take on this, if you will, would be that food is irrelevant. Food is not the problem or the solution. It is how we think about it, which is pretty much the same thing with anything in our lives. We choose whether something is a problem. I'm getting a little too philosophical, so I'm going to rail it back in into focusing on why we're still struggling with food. So I'm going to move on to my third point, which is the government. And oof, this might be a tricky one for me to address because as I am a nutrition student, I probably should have certain other opinions about this. However, there is something called the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, which are obviously helpful. I, I'm being currently uh, trained in my clinical hospital experience where pretty much everything I do is based on guidelines from um, Aspen. These are, these are bodies in the United States that provide information around what nutritional needs should be and are for different individuals and at different points in the life cycle, which are helpful. However, I do have a beef with the dietary guidelines for Americans because there's something called my plate which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but I think it perpetuates the idea that there's one true diet, which I think can be misinterpreted by individuals, which can keep you in this confusion cycle and doesn't necessarily help how we think and feel about food. And so going back to my point about all of this is really coming down to, and when I say all of this, I should mention all of what these different areas, family, friends, society, government, all of these different pillars are focusing on the result and the action, the action and the result, which is eating a certain way. Whereas the reason you're struggling with food isn't the food itself at all. It's how we're thinking and feeling about it. And that's why if you look at the dietary guidelines for Americans and see this one true diet, so to speak, that could be misinterpreted and cause you to struggle with food because you keep thinking, oh, I should have this amount of veggies, this amount of protein, yada, yada, which we can be shooting ourselves all day, but at the end of the day, that's not going to help us with our relationship with food. So I think that that also does not serve us. And also, we are not taught, if you were put in a public school like I was, maybe if you were in a private school, I'm super curious if you ever learned more about nutrition. But for the most part, I think we're mostly just taught, eat your fruits and vegetables and eat some protein and have some milk and you'll be fine when we're in school, which yes, that is true, but we aren't taught the skill of how to build our own balanced meals in my, at least based on my personal experience. So if this was not the case for you, I'd love to hear about 
how you had a much better upbringing and teaching in this area. But I did not fully understand nutrition until I worked with a dietitian tracking macros, which are macronutrients, which is protein, carbs, fats. I thought I knew what those things were. And then I realized I did not. And if I thought I knew what I was doing, but didn't, I'm sure there were other, there are other people in the same boat and that's doing a disservice again to us. That's unfortunate. I don't know how we could fix that necessarily, but that is not why I'm talking about this, but that is another reason that I think government in general is not helping. And going back to this point that everything is related to the action, it is what you quote unquote should be eating not addressing how we think and feel about it. And then my last pillar I want to discuss is the medical field. And again, this is maybe a more tricky one for me to address based on my current level of education uh, in my master's. However, I have spoken to individuals in my life who have asked me things such as, Like, I just get so confused because there's always new research saying that this is healthy and that's not healthy when previously it was or wasn't or something like that. And I get it. That is why I think there's so much misinformation and myths and just ridiculousness out there about food, nutrition, and um, what the best dietary approach is to like lose weight or gain weight or whatever the case may be, because it is true the medical field is evolving as we learn new things in science and it can get really confusing and frustrating from a lay audience perspective. When years ago, the medical field probably said something along the lines of, um, go low fat because fat is terrible and we'll give you high cholesterol and all the things, which I mean, all of this is to some extent there's validity in all these different statements, but it really comes down to how we're thinking and feeling about anything. So, Back to the crux of it, Go years ago when they said, go low fat, and all of a sudden in recent years, it's the, the go full fat diet with keto, um, which is just completely the opposite. And you can see how everything kind of shifts over time. And so why all of this is so important is this demonstrates that all these different pillars I mentioned, family, friends, society, government, the medical field, everything goes through waves of do this, do that, of the action. What is the quote unquote best diet or the best way to do your diet for whatever it is? And if you are struggling with food and your body, the food is irrelevant because it's how you are thinking and feeling about it. Because I'll give you an example. If you are at a cafe and you see someone order a cookie and eat a cookie, that is purely neutral. You can't look at them and say, oh my gosh, they're, they're totally at peace with eating that cookie. And they just are eating it struggle-free and like loving and enjoying the cookie. You can't say that. And you also can't say, wow, they must be really struggling eating that cookie. I mean, Because all of this narrative is in our minds. It's how we're thinking and feeling about it. So the action, the food is irrelevant. But family, friends, society, government, the medical field all perpetuate the notion that the action is the most important thing. And then we are left picking up the pieces of how we think and feel about all this confusing misguided information or um, conflicting information. And it 
understandably is extremely confusing and frustrating. And we try doing what we think is our best. And then eventually we might feel restricted or we quote unquote fall off the plan or wagon. And then we start beating ourselves up over it. And we blame ourselves for not being able to follow through or achieve it when in reality, everything was designed for us to fail from the get-go. And I'm going to tell you this, if blaming and shaming and guilting ourselves and shooting ourselves worked, we would all be thin and happy and living the best lives forever and ever ago. And that is clearly not the case. So what do we need to fix? We need to fix how we are thinking and feeling about this area of our life. And then, and only then, will we be able to make peace with food and our bodies and stop the struggle. So that has been my rant about all the different reasons that I can currently think of. I'll do a recap. Family, friends talking negatively about food and their bodies and their diets or whatever the case may be. Society in general being obsessed with thinness, fitness, diet culture, gaining weight. The government that perpetuates like one true diet, which is left for us to kind of make our own configuration out of. And then the medical field that's constantly kind of in flux with, oh, this is healthy, that's not healthy, and kind of switching their quote-unquote mind when they come out with new research to the contrary, which is just not helpful for a lay audience. So all of this to say, it makes sense why you would be struggling with food based on all of this. And instead of beating yourself up over it, We're going to find a way to change the narrative in your head so that you stop beating yourself up, you stop judging, you stop shaming yourself, and we start to get really curious around what is driving my action. And most likely, if you're here, it means that you've been struggling with food for a while, which means that this is a habitual behavior for you. So the action is repetitive, whatever the case may be, whether you're emotionally and or overeating. This is a habitual pattern for you that you want to stop. And how you've typically gone about it in the past is you've shamed and you've judged yourself and you've tried to stop, but like you haven't been able to. So what we need to do to break that habit is we need to first break the habit loop of our thought and feeling around the action. Does that make sense? So let me give you an example. Uh, Let's say I'm feeling... Maybe I'm a stress eater and I get stressed over something at work and I go to the kitchen to eat a snack. Now, like eating something or not is not bad or good. It does not matter. Like I said, it is irrelevant. But if you are here, it means that you recognize that you would not like to do the action. Okay. So back to my example, I get stressed out over work. I go to the kitchen, have a snack. I eat the snack, and then after the snack, I'm like, oh, why didn't I do that? I know I shouldn't have eaten that or the cookie for whatever reason. I'm judging and blaming myself. At that point, we need to break the habit of judging and blaming ourselves after that because that is not helpful. So instead of that, what we're going to do is when we feel stressed, we are going to identify what is causing me to feel stress. So what am I thinking? What am I thinking that's causing me to feel stress? Let's say I need to get this assignment done tonight because it's due at the end of the day for this could, this this is actually an example of my own scenario today. 
I'm feeling stressed because I need to get this assignment done. Well, then we can look at that and there's three different ways we can approach it. We can one, choose to think something else, which is, do I have to? I mean, I technically don't have to. I mean, I could technically do it tomorrow and just get like knocked down credit and that could bring us down a different rabbit hole. But recognizing that I don't have to do something, but I'm causing my stress by thinking the fact that I have to do something. And so thought work is one area that we can do it. The second is purely just processing, feeling stressed, processing the emotion. And there's many different ways we can do that. So we process the emotion as opposed to acting out of it into eating something. And the third way is to find something else to do instead of eating the food. And what I mean by that is essentially replace it with a different habit that is more beneficial to us. So for instance, going for a walk, listening to some music, all the different kind of do some meditation. There's so many different things that you could do instead of eating that is a a more beneficial habit that you could form when this occurs. So there are many different ways that we can approach that, but judging and blaming yourself is not the way to fix it. And so to summarize, it makes sense that you've been struggling with food in your body for so long. It really does. But that is just a habit that you have formed over a long period of time by staying in this environment that we call life. (laughs) Um, And it is totally within your power to change that habit, both in your mind and the habit of your action, which is the habit of emotionally and or overeating or whatever the case may be. All right. So if any of this resonated with you, I really hope it was helpful and I am excited to catch you in the next episode and have an amazing day guys. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, if you love the podcast and think this is the missing piece I need to end my struggle with food, I'd highly encourage you to book a transformation call with me to see if working one-on-one is the right fit for you. A link to schedule a time with me is both in the show notes as well as on my website, expandingnutrition.com. I can't wait to work with you and watch this area of your life completely transform. See you soon.